Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Hey guys, welcome back to It Girls Podcast. This is Jenny. This is Lindsay Hay in the his house. <laughs> Hope you're all getting uh, d- doing well during uh, the Christmas break. Hope you're getting a break, girlies. Shout out to my retail queens. Yeah, uh, hopefully. This will get you through maybe some of those long ass shifts. Um, I remember that when I worked in retail, that was the worst thing ever. Having to fucking go back to work. Like, yeah, so hard. On like the 27th, I hear be like, uh, and like it was also like going back to work when it's so busy. Because yeah. everyone's in being like spending their Christmas money and looking for a bargain. Anarchy as fuck. Oh my God, they get so annoyed when there isn't a sale on something. They're like, why is that not on sale? I'm like, I don't know. I just work here. <laughs> I don't own Arnott's. <laughs> Oh, girlies. So, um, if you are at home and you're needing a little extra content, sign up to X Gals. Join us over there. Mm-hmm. Um, On the first is the best time. So, yeah. this is coming out 30th, but wait two days because we've got a really fucking lit expert coming on this Friday called Annabelle Knight. And she spills some fucking unreal tea that you're going to have to go over and listen to. But especially great if you are in a relationship, long-term relationship. It's all about like sex in relationships, the power of the orgasm. And if you are someone who hasn't been able to reach orgasm, <laughs> as what Annabelle said. I love it. Reach it. Um, she it did like give good t- tips, which actually mm. I've been implementing. Oh, fantastic. And yeah. like, you know. and Putting, uh, them, putting them to test. And putting them to use. And they work. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, we actually also in that episode do a live reaction to a video of a woman masturbating. Yes. So go find out what that is on and Friday. And we see like full on flaps were on our screen. Vilva. Sorry, um, excuse me, Phil. How <laughs> dare I? Not in a porn way as well, by the way. But you're going to have to go over to X Gals. We've got yeah. a load of guests coming up. 2021 is going to be fucking lit for X Gals and it Gals. Um, but thank you to everyone who is a, pat- a patron this year. And shout out to all our future fucking patrons. All our X Gals. Yes. Get in the community. Get sexy. Um, so this week we have a Q&A. Our last one of the year. Oh, oh my goodness. I couldn't believe it when I realized that when I put out the call. and Because obviously we are doing a load of pre-recording for you girlies. So we wanted to make sure we had a good Q&A in. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, last one of the year. This is like, I mean, we do them once a month. So this is one of 12 probably of the year. But one of like... I mean, how many uh, the, uh, over the years? We've I, done I, a many. That, that, We've that. done a lot of answering yeah. to your questionas. And um, we got some good ones for you gals. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of the things that we love to do with it, gals, because we like to give truthful um, advice. You know, we don't like to be kind of trend based or like keeping up with what's like the cool thing to say on Instagram. We mm-hmm. want to actually help people. That's why we uh, 
of this podcast. So um, yeah, we learn know, along the way as well. Totally, we and we've seen trends from like of kind of what everyone is, what people are dealing with in mm-hmm. their relationships or in their life, and um, so we like to keep them kind of vague as well, so, so we can hit a lot of people and hope a lot of hoes. Um, okay, so we've got. Two here that I think are just nice little openers, Lens, okay? Yeah, ease Let's us in. Ease us just in. Just the tip. Just the tip. Okay, number one, beauty or fashion trends you want to leave in 2020? Okay. So, like, aesthetic trends that you're over. I feel like every year there's a new eyebrow trend, and it it's, like, it can be done well, but so many people will take the, like, eyebrow trend of the year and just go crazy <laughs> it's like the brow lamy that we saw i got it done it didn't really work on mine it does work on yours mm-hmm. i think um and i also have been like gelling up my brows which maybe i wouldn't have done in previous years that was kind of like the look of like a, the brow a fluffy look. brow yeah a kind of like brooke shields moment mm-hmm. on the brow a less manicured brow because yeah. like for years the the brow trend was like a very like manicured straight Kylie Jenner Kylie Jenner like HD perfect brow. HD brow like carved out with concealer um, we're kind of gone towards a more of a fluffy brow this year I think that will carry on into next year I like the I like the fluffy brow but I do feel like I said that anytime there's a brow trend people will just go like so crazy with it yeah. like people were like literally their eyebrows were erect <laughs> Like, I know It was like well, It's supposed to like, be a kind of fluffy natural Like keeping them up And to kind of like <laughs> You know to help your skin look fresh And like your face look kind of It was just an unkempt oh. Kind of like It's like bed hair you I think it was mean? kind of like to You know the way like we're always We're trying to make our skin look taut And mm. up So I think But people then were like Having them like Straight up No yeah they fully had like heart, Vertical eyebrows Like their <laughs> brows were fully on a bone I know it looked And also and like, the like, thing we, is like, Why not, are you taking to that extremity Like we we love a fluffy brow But why are you like Oh yeah I see your fluffy brow I'm gonna make mine fucking erect Yeah like, I know It's like Could you have a ruler there Because yeah. mine are so fucking straight Yeah I yeah, That was People take a lot of trends Way too far Personally I'm really over the like I'm kind of over that whole like Mad e-girl aesthetic Oh yeah it's very, You know what I mean I mean I get I mean Possibly not for my, uh, definitely not for my age group. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, absolutely, definitely not. Yeah. Um. But I find that it's one of those. I mean, it, it it's like a maximalism thing. It's like, and then I'm gonna wear flame trousers, and then I'm gonna wear like buffalo shoes, and yeah. it's neon, and there's see through I look like purple I'm, on me as yeah. well. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like always, like they're going to work in second Charlotte Tilbury, but they're looking like they're going to a rave at oh, all times. I like know. these netted. Tops that have like a Some people can again Like I mean The thing is is Some of these trends Can be really carried off By some people Well I think the thing About the e-girl Is that it's kind of like It's so specific But now I felt like It really did bleed into society Where like the normal people Were also being e-girls So it didn't Like I understand Like you know It's a scene I would see like the e-girl Thing as like a scene And if you're like Really into rave culture Or club culture And stuff like that That it would kind of Implement your style But girls who have None of that in their life are still dressing like they're on E. And it's like, 
but you're having a cup of tea with your granny. I just don't really get how it's kind of <laughs> oh yeah, well it's yeah, kind of not authentic or something. I'm dead. Yeah, I think like fashion as a personality trait. You know what I mean? Like a style. Like it's like basically like I don't want to work on my personality all, at all. So I'm just gonna st- start wearing luminous clothes. Yeah, they and, put all their personality <laughs> into their clothing and have none left for their actual. Per- they're like, oh, I'm not good after this get up. Oh. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I don't think there was. Do you know what? Because probably because of you know lockdown, lockdown, Corona. There wasn't. You know, I, I think we all pay less attention to trends. I mean, there obviously are always trends and some like I know like a lot of people are going around in like their monochrome outfits, all brown, which I'm to be honest, people are looking great doing a lot of them. The ones yeah. that I'm seeing. Um I do it's quite yeah, a classy look. Yeah, I'm I'm into um for stuff that I do enjoy of trends this year. I think I enjoy more trends than I, I want left behind. Um I think I like that like Trousers are be, are having a bit of a more relaxed fit, a, a wider yeah, leg. I, I think do like that. I really am ready for that. I love this seventies aesthetic coming back. I think that's great. Um, I'm afraid though, like you were saying, with people kind of hopping on trends, I'm like, I'm scared for the amount of people that are going to get mullets next year and they can't carry it off because we we went in on mullets a few weeks ago and like. Dear God, I love them, but you have to be a very specific kind of person to yeah. really rock. Well, the, the point mullet. as well of a mullet is that they are rare. Uh, like yeah. They never really... You're like, oh, like, they have a mullet. Like, oh, you have a mullet. That's so random. So, it, it, but now that it's kind of every fucking yeah. bastard has a mullet and anyone who like went to NCID for a second <laughs> has a mullet, it's like, oh, okay, it's just like the NCID haircut. Yeah. You know, like, it it yeah, looks yeah, so yeah. Uh, literal now or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like... Miley Cyrus is one as cool as fuck. Apparently a lot of it is extensions. Oh, I'd say. Fiona yeah. was telling me. No, I'd say. Yeah. It looks um, a little wiggy on the fridge. There's some parts that look wiggy, yeah. Um, But, I mean, yeah, hers looks great. Again, a blonde mullet for me personally. I think a way that people can get around doing what they want a mullet is kind of, I've seen some people get more like a shag haircut. If Mm. they have longer hair, I think that looks quite cool. Yeah. Um, I am also, I'm looking forward to next year because obviously the bulk of this year we spent in loungewear Mm. and like joggers and stuff. And I do think Kimmy K has been rocking this like making... Making joggers cool for like so many years And I was always like trying And I never Like when I put on joggers I just look like I'm in joggers And I feel I felt like I was in my jammies Yeah But um, I think it kind of has I think this year has relaxed style yeah, As a too. whole Like 100%. I'm not ready to go into next year And be like manicured Like you know in uncomfortable clothes mm. I've spelt, spent basically a whole year in comfortable clothes I'm not going back so I think that'll be interesting. I think it'll be more kind of like um, a natural style next year. Yeah, and I again, the same with beauty. I think like, I mean, I, I think I said this last year, but girlies, can we please hang up the eyelash extensions? I know, I I just really don't like them. I There's obviously some people like the Kardashians who can, I don't know, spend 800 euro on their eyelash extensions yeah. where they look and get them done every week and they look mm-hmm. flawless. Most people I see are going around with like hardened, like plastic Fucking flaps on their eyes And there's like three <laughs> Three left Three or Four thousand Yeah, <laughs> like yeah it's, There's no, no in between, between. <laughs> And I have had them Like I said I have had them They are sore Yeah They're actually sore On your eye And when you're sleeping You are aware of your eyelash mm. extensions When you're You know that kind of stuff So um, I would like I'm also 
yeah, I'm excited for next year. I'm excited to be back out, being able to dress and go places. Fingers crossed. Fingy quasi. Fingy quasi girlies. Um, <laughs> I love that fucking Girly baby voice. It's, it's so, like so gross. So sick. But so funny. So, so sick. Um, okay, then on that, um, what do you guys think was the most iconic moment from 2020? And I love this because it's almost talking about the year as if like none of the fucking bullshit happened. Yeah, it's like, there was yay. so, I, actually so many iconic moments of this goddamn year. And how many, I've never been in a year where like we referenced the year more like I know damn 2020 <laughs> damn 2020 got me tripping damn 20, it's like never has that been a case especially for the whole year and everyone in the whole world could say it because yeah. we were all in this situation they were like can 2020 fuck off yeah. Like, yeah can it or like the memes are great like just like trying to get shit done in 2020 <laughs> it's like people like wafting through like I saw one oh that was like God. this like CGI person just dissolving trying to walk I was like so damn true so and it like true. never not got funny memes are therapy dab on that oh hell yeah they really are um iconic so, moments. iconic moments I mean I do love I what I love to look back on really with oh I, lo- okay, <laughs> I love looking thing. back on like pre-corona like just January February when we were just doing like we did Vicar Street this year yeah. wasn't that this year like that feels like five years Years ago, we did so weird. that. That was, I mean, like for it, girls, that was that probably was iconic, so iconic, iconic that we got to do that. In two the, sold out nights in Vicar Street, two and, so, so and in the nick of time, fun. in the nick. So I mean, fun. we literally did it obviously 14th, 15th, or something like that. Um, and then lockdown happened on the 3rd of March, two weeks, my birthday, <laughs> my fucking birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, remember, I had our little trip booked and all. I know, I had major anxiety. Oh my god, yeah. Insane. I was so crazy anxious at the start of the year, then my medication, great. Yeah. Um, an iconic moment for me, let's think of our own individual ones, are just ridiculous things. Love Ireland for me was like such a beautiful moment in time. Really? I, I feel like I'll never, it was It was just so momentary, like I'll never get that again. And that saddens me, but also <laughs> I'm just so glad it happened. It was just the funniest thing. And having Ross on my live when he said he was 15. That was hilarious. That was like... 2020, you are blowing my damn mind. <laughs> Every time I think I know what's happening. And now we're like pals. He video calls me sometimes. Oh my goodness. That was just, that was, I think that whole Love Ireland thing, the fact that that never, it couldn't have happened in any other mm. moment in time. And that's why I find it iconic. Mm, yeah, so fucking true. Um, I don't know. I find it hard for myself. I don't know if I have any iconic moments personally moved in with boo boo i guess yeah that yeah i I mean that's another thing i keep forgetting like pre-corona that's all i think of when i think of 2020 it's just coronavirus i'm like "Mm." then i'm like oh my god january february all that kind of shit yeah moved in with boo boo that was fun loads of questions in the tumblr about that yeah i'm not moving out so there you go it's working (laughs) um yeah i moved in with boo boo what else um it's, I actually think the variants of lockdown in 1.0 and 2.0 were quite funny. I just I like looking, yeah, looking, reflecting on lockdown. I mean, it already has become hilarious to me. Like the fact I cried on Instagram, I'll never forget. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when can we hug again? <laughs> I know. I hate that fucking ad. I literally felt though, like, I mean, it was. Just hug your man. I do remember like, the first two weeks of fucking that lockdown. The being, first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the ridge. I just being like. I'm living in a zombie movie. I know. I just, it felt 
so weird. It felt like I was in the purge. I was I, I was freaked. I was expecting like a no a guard on my door. Oh my god, iconic something. moment. Those voice notes on WhatsApp. The army are going to be in <laughs> in eight hundred hours. It's all happening now, lads. A guard that's going to be at least in one of our doors. <laughs> we won't be able to leave the home for two weeks. Chickens on his dick. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, the rumors were insane. The rumors were fucking iconic. Um, but lockdown 1.0, I think it was like it did feel like a movie, and I think that actually helped aid us kind of like mm. make it a little bit fun. It was yeah. like, oh my god, this is crazy. It was so crazy, I couldn't take it seriously. The pillow challenge. That was a pretty iconic. Slash low um, moment yeah. for humankind. Or create, don't contaminate. Oh, what was that again? Like RTE shit. And like, oh, oh, yeah. And yeah, it totally like, didn't take yeah, off. Yeah, they were like, come on, guys. Don't contaminate. Create random content. <laughs> okay, RTE. Wake up. You are hemorrhaging money. <laughs> fucking sort it out. Or that place in Lansdowne's going to be gone. Like, I wake know. up. RTE haven't got a fucking clue with the content they spew out. Oh, man. Oh, that that was like fucking. That was iconic. It was so cringy. And it went on for like so long. Oh, my I God. Think it was a whole lockdown. It was some well, random I think it was Instagram actually only two weeks, but it felt That's like long when it's like true. every day I'm doing a story and, and I'm like, talking about RTs. And even just like the run. Like, it's like, this is just. The weird thing about that was it was just content aimed at influencers like it was nothing for the general public like why would i sheila <laughs> with content. 200 followers want to make a reel of different outfits well, i not, wear not to work everyone. while working from home like not no one, everyone has to make content <laughs> and a like, lot of influencers <laughs> shouldn't be making content in the fucking first place let alone other people it was so bizarre um i actually a pretty like iconic moment in time the calling out culture of calling out people for not doing COVID. That was fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. I was like ducking, waiting for my name to be. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> the calling out. Like when Claire Balding called out, I think it was Lee Moran. And, oh, like, yeah. These two people have never met, nor would they probably ever. They were full on traveler call out video. <laughs> and he's in Dubai. And it was just like, what is going on? The guard are like kicking their heels up. They're like, oh, grand, they're doing the work for us. Literally. And it was like, what is the point? And all? I don't get it. I oh know. my God. People just like turning against each other. That was like crazy. I love mask swag. That was a bit of an iconic moment. Like, um, just, just, I like seeing how other people are kind of wearing their mask when they're actually in a restaurant or something you know mm. when you have to walk in with your mask mm -hmm. some people like to hang it off the ear mm. some people like to hang it off the wrist some people are chin strap queen yeah <laughs> i mean it's just like the fact that we've gotten used to people wearing masks. oh my god i was just about to say that like i ran into sarah and fiona and our friend rebecca the other week in the chaza mm -hmm. and like we were obviously all wearing masks in the chaza and then i left and i remember like when i was you know when you kind of think back on running into someone i was like oh, i ran into them that was nice my brain copied and pasted their face onto the mask because oh. when i look back on it in my head no one was wearing a mask so that is how used to i've gotten oh. people wearing masks like when it's i like you don't see color when, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when i literally fucking think back on memories of people wearing masks they're not wearing masks in my head it's so weird so that is how normalized masks have become in my brain that would be such a good mask if you could get a mask <laughs> that was actually like just photo like your face on the yeah. mask i mean so you were still looking like you and the I best know. version, like, a, you know, with all the lipstick and all. Mask game. PPE game, right? Mm -hmm. What would you never wear? I'd never wear one of those visors. No, no, no. 
<laughs> first of all, there's a big, like, there's an open space underneath your face for all the weird... And they can see all the spittle on it. It's so <laughs> disgusting. And the foam thing that's on your ah! forehead to, like, protect your little head. I do love that the woman in Malahide Florist puts flowers on her visor. She decorates that kills it. Me. That kills me. Like, I love... Um, trying to make the best out of a bed situation. Yeah. Uh, other mask, iconic mask moments. Here's some... I love when you see, like, a man walking down the road and he clearly is wearing, like, his wife's yeah. mask or something. <laughs> like, Evan... Why is he ever going to work? I remember the fuck we were going Woody's or some shite on a big day out in COVID. You're like, shall we go to home store and more? Um, And I had my Nim Cake mask, our collab. Collab. And uh, I had my other Nim Cake mask, the pink one in my bag, and he forgot his mask. So I gave him the pink one. And then he turned it inside out. I I will not wear pink. I will never have pink. And it had like some of my makeup stuff. I hate it. Do, you know what, do you know what I love about masks? What? The uncleanliness of it all. I know, like fucking smushed against your face. My father picked one up off the floor when we were going out the other day and his gaff, like there were people over. Yeah. The floor was sticky. Sticky as fuck and he like plucked. <laughs> My sister once was going into a fucking off license. She didn't have a mask. There was one discarded on the floor and <laughs> she just put it on. Like... They are filthy rags that we're putting on our face. They oh, are fucking in bits. Oh, God. And Everyone's like, got an acne from them. Yeah. <laughs> mask me. But wear, wear your mask, guys. Wear your mask. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm actually grand at masks. Like, I mean, if it's vaccine and a mask and I get to go back to normal fucking mask me so up, bitch. Many. I can't, like, I, I lose them so much. It actually triggers me. My like, mask swag is Nim Cake or Dispose. Sorry, there I said it. I like the black ones from Spar. Like the, they're quite light. And yeah, my name Cape and I really like because first of all, it's swaggy as fuck, mm. and it actually is triple layered. So I feel like the weird germy shit isn't coming in. It's definitely the best one. I think I hate the ones. You know, the ones that are almost like that, like scuba material. Oh, I, I don't mind them. Hate them. They literally are so sweaty. I can like the condensation from my breath. Like they don't even fit Sick. on my fucking face properly. Like I gave Dude. Evan again my pink one, and he was like, "Fuck stink," and he was like, "This fucking thing." And I was like, "I actually Do you know what I hate. Horrible. I hate so much when you're walking around with your mask and." someone's smoking and it goes like through the mask and ew. I'm just like ew you, you, if you've COVID like I don't believe in this mask because I'm smelling like the cig I'm smelling your fart and your vape juice I know so you're telling me that this mask is protect it's not protecting me from scents it's from disgusting. vile disgusting smog in the country I know <laughs> but wear your mask Um. okay well, we get into another let's get into the, the Q&A the, 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 let's get into the meat, meat and the, the bones, bones. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to do oh like God. maybe I'll put this up for if I'm on Insta because we're on our Christmas break at this moment, Gertie's. But I'd love to know like what is your favorite like it girls saying. saying like something that's always or even like a bit that we do like something that recurring comes up on the pod. I'll I will put that up. We'll put yeah, that up because yeah. that's so funny. Like I think I always wondered that because the meat and the bones and segue kill segue. me. Segue <laughs> and also do you know what, what I just think I was on a segue. I know. Like, <laughs> brum, brum, brum. Oh, should it gals get some of those freaking scooters? Me and you bombing around. Oh, apparently there's a man in East Wall who can up yeah, the speed limit. Up the speed, I know. <laughs> like, they are fucking petrifying those things. No, they're I was insane. walking the other day and one came like, swing, right by me. I'm like, wear a helmet. Like, first of all, it's always nerds on them. Like, they have briefcases. Many drug dealers use them. Drug dealers do, yeah, because like, they're zipping around. And Very you economical. can tell the drug dealers on them. Yeah, they they're wearing like, candy juice. <laughs> Montclair Stone jacket. Islands. Yeah. And um, 
And they're the ones with the speedy ones. Yeah, oh, they've got them fucking yeah, decked Yeah, down out. in well, they've got them decked out. Spoiler then, and Alan. You know, yeah. <laughs> so buff <off. laughs> <laughs> But like the nerds with them who have like a little side Gola briefcase bag. I know, like, that's my way. I'm going to my job. And a beanie. I'm like, first of all, you're a nerd. Why aren't you wearing a helmet? At <laughs> least be fucking true to your... Like, wear some knee protection on a helmet if you're a true nerd. If you're a true nerd, dress like what? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. First question, hon. Yeah, first question. Since I moved in with my boyfriend four years, a few months ago, I've noticed a drop in my sex drive and find myself not wanting to have sex with him as often. Before this, I'd never turned down his advances. I'm still attracted to him and we do have sex probably at least every two weeks. But wondering, is this normal when you move in with your significant other? Significant either. Um, I think that you have to you have to differentiate the house. between um whether it's your sex drive that's gone down or whether it's like something between like you just don't want to have sex with your boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like like I there's always been times in like all relationships that I've had where like obviously we all have you know, your ebbs, sex, and ebbs and flows and your in your sex drive, the year that's in it, Huns, of course it's gonna affect your sex life. Wasn't the horniest of years. Yeah, exactly. Didn't feel my absolute bombest. <laughs> you know, wasn't, I wasn't that fire ready emoji. to jump on the dick at any chance. <laughs> but um I think Especially that, when COVID was being I remember Oh being my like, god. It's just the whole Yeah, it was just like the last thing I want to think about is some boner. You know, but yeah. like you know, you've to. I would always ask myself that question. Like, it's like, okay, am I? You know, am I still like with your sex drive? Is it? Like, you're saying like I used to never like say no to my boyfriend's advances. So like, is it particularly aimed towards your boyfriend? Like, are you looking at other people and being like, or are you fantasizing? Are you like still getting horny at all? Are you masturbating? Are you? You know, are those thoughts coming into your mind? Um, and if so, that's a different situation. But if it is just your sex drive and it's like you just don't even feel horny, that can be a really weird feeling because you can feel kind of broken, you know, that way. And it's mm-hmm. like then it's the extra pressure of living with your boyfriend. You're like, oh, it's almost like fuck's sake. I have to 
fucking ride you know that way it can ha- you can put it, like a lot of pressure on yourself and that can make you that that to me makes my sex drive even worse when i'm like yeah you know I mean, putting I all that pressure with living with people it does change the relationship quite drastically it like i mean especially if it depends like it's there's variance if you have you know you are together for four years mm. if you were spending like say the bulk of your time together anyway and then you just made the move so maybe it was like yeah you know it was quite an easy transition but if it was that you were maybe seeing each other like at the weekend or like really like spending date time Mm -hmm. with each other and not really like having these long extended hangout periods of just normal life and then you moved in and it can that's quite different when you're just dating someone to actually like living and you know again it was a year that we couldn't really plan dates we couldn't go out and stuff so it was very if you were living with your partner it was very like insular and claustrophobic you're probably working from home as well everything was in our homes like it was i mean there was nothing special about like your day to day there Mm -hmm. was like i'm eating in my home i'm working in my home Mm -hmm. I'm sleeping and I'm also supposed to be shagging you. Like everything yeah. is existing in this little cave. I'm crying in my home. <laughs> yeah, I also don't know what's going on in the world. Everything was yeah. scary. and um, But I do think, you know, you have to, I think once every two weeks, I, I don't know about like time and it's eat to each their own. And like, yeah. I think with how much you're having sex has to be that you're both like, somewhat satisfied i guess you know the way like yeah or like what what's the is it you know quality over quantity you know like when you do have like reflect on the sex as well like when you do have sex like are you as you're saying Lindsay? like are you feeling satisfied did you feel like you're like connecting like um or are you holding back because i think that we can the like sex drive is can be a taboo topic because people a lot of the time related to like their self-worth or like their sexual like it's like as I said it's like you feel like you're broken or like you know it's a scary thing to kind of say to your partner but I think like if you really have noticed it a big thing and if when you're having sex if it's not like you know if you're not feeling like like you're engaged in it but that like, can be in your own head like totally. we spoke about that a lot with um Annabelle on x Girls, and it really I have been now practicing since doing the podcast, like, you know, being present and really thinking, yeah. you know, just the little different things that she was speaking about um, and advice that she was giving. I was like, okay, they're actually a lot more simple than you think. Mm-hmm. You know, when we hear about like, oh, I can never come or this or that. Like, these are quite simple little things that you can implement into your sexual life. If we're looking at like sex health or talking for a moment about like sexual health, you know a lot of the time it's more about like protection and you know uh, not trying to get pregnant or that kind of thing but um sexual health in terms of like being connected and being like having a healthy sexual appetite is quite important as well and I do think it is quite it's very much aligned to mental health so if you're not mentally like in a great positive space it will definitely implement your sexual health because like to be having good sex, I think you have to be quite in a good mental space because, like, sex is um, therapy in a way. Like, you, if for good sex, you should be, like, letting go, being in the moment, connecting with your partner, then being reciprocal to, like, your needs and you to mm-hmm. theirs and that kind of stuff. And if you are going through, like, a lot in your head with your mental state or if maybe you feel, like, not connected with your body, if you've maybe been, like, putting on weight over quarantine or just not feeling as active as usual, those things can all implement your sex life. And you can then be stunted and thinking, I don't want to have sex, what's wrong with me, and get in your head about it, and then... And we only relate it to a sex thing. Like, I think, like, when... 
if and when like you're going through a time where your sex drive is lower um, in a relationship or if you're single, whatever it is, you just probably notice it more if you're in a relationship and you notice it twice as much when you're living with your partner. Like you do also have to give yourself a bit of a break over that is like you probably have had these ta- these times of like low sexual appetite. You just haven't been living with your partner yeah. where it's very obvious every day, you know, that way. So do give yourself a bit of a break. Don't like beat yourself up over it. But also know that like, you know, I do, as you're saying, like a lot of, uh, sexual appetite like or lack thereof will kind of root itself in something else like you know maybe work is really busy maybe you're stressed over like fucking there could be another lockdown coming or whatever it is or money like, issues and yeah like- there's, there's a multitude of things but I think that you have to a find out the root of it you know that way like ask yourself like what else am I struggling in like maybe it's being like manifested through my sexual appetite and then also like I do think that there is just so much power and like it, it really does give you a lot of sense of relief if you just vocalize some of it with your partner it doesn't have to be about sex like it doesn't have to be if you don't want to be like I'm not very horny for you right now I can understand how that can be a bit of a like you know you might well, not- yeah, you have to be careful with your words totally like, sex we like sex Sex talk is, is so scary. Sex for two women who do it for a fucking living as well. Well, we can talk about, like, even, well, yeah, even to friends. Like, I mean, it can feel very, it can be kind of such a vulnerable space if you were mm-hmm. saying to your friend, like, I don't want to have sex with my boy. And as well, because they, they don't know the answer. So they can be like, okay, well, are you attracted to them? And instantly go to that kind of thing. Whereas I think it is such, um, definitely rooted in lots of other things. And, you know, you should just look at those first. And then also, though, I do think that, like, the main thing about like having good sex with someone and you know being able to be like close to your partner and sex obviously like helps and aids that kind of um connection I do think that you should be able to speak to your partner and see how they kind of um you know how they are reciprocal to what you're bringing them like if you're Mm -hmm. saying look I'm kind of struggling I'm feeling like you know it's this elephant in the room that we aren't as having as much sex and then that kind of thing and talk about it and if he can talk about it and you can talk about something which is really uncomfortable uncomfortable to talk about in a manner of being like respectful and listening to each other and you know leaving it out of the bedroom Jenny and I always say this never ever bring up sex talk in the bedroom and I'm saying like literally in your bedroom yeah or like, like around the don't time. be like going to bed and being like just saying no like it just or le- when he tries it on you being like yeah. actually I wanted to talk like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. definitely like, keep it away even like I would say on a walk or in you know give it neutral territory you know that driving way- in the car that's a great time to have conversations if you're but driving in the car and you're just like you know you're kind of not looking at each other and you can just be talking about things that are so like not in that space yeah. you know and I think um you know, you also don't have to worry about like offloading it to your partner. Like, you know, do know that like if you're noticing it, they might notice it too. And that's not a bad thing, but what can really give you a bit of space to figure out where it's coming from or whatever the fuck it is, or a space to kind of like, there is a, a bit of relief in like, you know, saying it to your partner because they get a bit of uh, relief too by being like, oh, okay. They're, they've noticed it as well. And you can be like, you know, like, look, I don't know, even if you don't know why it is, you can be like, look, I know my sex drive hasn't been the highest at the moment. I don't really know why it is, but just letting you know, like, I still love you. I still fancy you. Like, we still, I, I enjoy the sex that we have when yeah. we do have it. And I'm working mm-hmm. on it. You know, I think that that it can give a lot of people... <clears throat> It can give people a really nice peace of mind. Like I, if if that was happening in my relationship and my boyfriend said that to me, I'd be like, yeah. oh, it would give me just that like, bit okay. of relief of like, okay, I'm not going mad. He's not off getting his dick sucked somewhere else. Uh, or he's not like, you know, 
I'm not undesirable because it is it ties into that it always ties into our self-worth even though it shouldn't but it does it kind of gives you that thing of like oh do they not fancy me anymore they you know sometimes you do have to vocalize the positive you know that way with them these kind of things yeah totally and I do feel that like like you said at the end of this question like um you know we do have sex probably at least every two weeks but wondering is this normal I think whatever you're what if you were satisfied and fulfilled and I think it sounds like you're maybe not because you yeah. are kind of. I think once you're kind of like counting the sex, I you know when you're like, oh shit, it's, it's only mm-hmm. once every two weeks. Oh fuck, I, I better get a ride in just because so it's not good to go into the three week time or whatever. Like if you, so I think you saying and noticing the time frame is probably you not feeling like satisfied within yourself. So that's regardless of like whether or not your partner is. If you are thinking this isn't a fulfilling sexual um, relationship then like just work on it and figure mm-hmm. out like how you can kind of like and I hate the word like spice it up but like if your relationship you know relationships change and grow all the time so if you've moved in just like implement little ways that can kind of like freshen it up slightly and I'm not saying like fuck on the washing machine or whatever you know just like being able to speak about it out of the bedroom and then you know just doing little things like mm-hmm. Figuring out when do you like to, when to ask your partner, this can be also another time, another topic, when do you like to have sex? Yeah. Because like we all have priorities, like, you know, you were saying in your last relationship, and it was kind of similar to mine a few years ago, um, he'd always want to have sex at like, fuck, he'd like conk on the couch and then yeah. be like, wake up at like 12 when I was going to bed and be like mm, trying it on I'm yeah. like fuck off I'm tired like, I like don't if wanna... I'm in bed and I'm like cuddling up for a night's sleep and it's like a Tuesday like mm. the odd time yeah I might be a bit horny but like you know most of the time when when the time the lights have gone off my eye mask is on <laughs> yeah I'm tired you know and like I think that is it's such a good question Linz because like I think that you know especially when you're living with a partner you get so um neutral to like being in each other's company all the time that like it can happen really easily where you're like oh my god we haven't had sex in two weeks and that's like not a big deal but you do have to be like okay some of those mornings maybe or afternoons (laughs) that we are around each other that we're not working like you know also I think that as women um, and this is just a general tip for loads of girls. If you're if you're feeling like maybe there's a lack of sex, isn't really related to this girl's question. Um, but we are sometimes always expect men to come on to us. Yeah. And like I do think that like and I've done that loads where I'm like, we're not having enough sex. And they're like, Well, you haven't come near me. And I'm like, Oh yes, that is completely true. Like you we have our own signals and we have to like come on to men too, come on to your boyfriend and like let them know you want to have sex. And also foreplay, because that's yeah. sometimes where I can like with uh can be rushed yeah like that's what if you're in bed and you're like half asleep and then your fella's like boner in the back and like and the you're lights like, are, are you off fucking serious like, like you haven't even kissed me all day yeah and you need a bit of foreplay you need to kind of just get back into those like initial throws but also it does get to a point i think if it if it's becoming a thing you do have to actually like you know Pencil it fucking in oh, and figure it out, and 100%. like not be expecting like, oh my god, he came back from work and he ripped my clothes off and carried yeah. me. It's like no, you have to be like, we haven't had sex in a while. We need to fucking get yeah. Like let's just keep it at the top of our mind, and when we have a bit of time, let's yeah. get sexy. Okay, next question, kind of similar to some of the stuff you mentioned there. So I'm going to go on to this one. Um, I've gained some weight in Quar. I went from a size eight to ten to a size twelve. I'm so paro to return to work. I'm so ashamed and embarrassed about it. I feel like a size twelve is normal as a normal healthy size, but how 
how can I get over this? Why does gaining weight feel like the end of the world? The most triggering part for me is I see bloggers who went from a size four to a size six to eight from the age of 16 to 21 say stuff like, it's okay to gain weight and for your body to change. Yes, but you're all still toned as fuck. It's really hard. So I think this is something that loads of people will be struggling with. Um, You know, I've heard it from loads of people. I've felt it like this year was like no other year that we've ever experienced it mm-hmm. both in like you know first the pandemic but then like the repercussions of the pandemic being like us all working from home gyms not being open or not if you didn't even go to the gym you're just naturally going to be less we weren't walking anywhere and there we had really really high uh cortisol and stress uh levels mm-hmm. in our bodies which does make your body change you know like our no one was prepared for this no one was made for this our bodies and our minds and humankind were not like oh I know exactly how to adapt to this situation and it was really frustrating for sure and again like we were talking earlier about the like differences between first lockdown and second lockdown like first lockdown I think it was like there were the challenges like Hal Berry was wearing a pillow with a belt around it and like everyone is doing their home workouts and like influencers were doing like lives with their trainers and like you know let's get structure in this day everyone was in the sea and their dry roads and it was summer and it was summer, yeah, you could actually... Spring coming into summer is way different from autumn going into winter. Yeah. well, like, we could enjoy going out. We could have picnics. We could go on walks and hikes and fucking whatever. Yeah, whatever the Everyone was, like, happy pair to fuck. It was like, yeah. okay. Um, but then second lockdown, it was a bit like... The fun was gone. Yeah. It was like... The novelty wore yeah, off. It w- it's like, this is a fucking joke. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. this. And also, we had just got back to wearing the mask in the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. having a little bit of salt back in our lives. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, in you get. And you're like, oh. So, I think you can't... Like, your body reacts to things mm-hmm. in many different ways, you mm-hmm. know? Like... Your body's way more sensitive than you give it credit for as well. I always notice that whenever I, like, miss a period. Like, if I'm... A tiny bit stressed Or going through A tiny bit of a mental health Break my body's like You're not getting a period For three weeks I'm like what And like I wouldn't even have thought That my I was going through trauma So imagine the trauma Of like A whole year gone And it was trauma Within (laughs) us That expels through your body Like I mean It always does Like whether it's um, Like I I, With stress I don't eat So that's how Mm -hmm. I kind of My body um, Responds to stress And you know People are like Oh you lucky bitch no, sometimes I look at pictures and I'm like, God, I'm such a lanky fuck now. Well, it's no matter what, like, you know, obviously there's, you know, to state the obvious, there's nothing inherently wrong or shameful around gaining or losing weight. Like if if that is how your body has responded to like something that you never could have prepared for, like so be it. And like, I remember I read a quote and like, you know, I know some of these Instagram quotes can be really corny and stuff, but it is true. Like someone was saying like, if the one thing at the end of, I think it was actually Jenny Keane, I think mm. she was, yeah, it was Jenny King because she was talking about like some girls were saying like they didn't really want to get, who's a guest on x last week? She's like a sexpert. An orgasm expert. <clears throat> so fun. And we'll be going to her orgasm freaking masterclass. That's on the 9th yes, of January. We dying for that. Um, but she was kind of saying like, look, if at the end of this year, the one thing you have to say is like, I put on a little bit of weight brilliant like that is like you've gotten through the fucking year like your body has changed slightly but like it is and like I do understand that I know that that feeling you know sometimes you can hear all these positive affirmations but like it's still it is frustrating I think the difficult thing was like putting on weight um or like your body changing or sometimes in my case of like losing weight or whatever the fuck however your your body body changing in some way yeah it can be like 
you know, obviously we have like an archive of Instagram pictures. Mm. I see a lot of girls on Instagram being like, can't believe this was a year ago. Fuck, I was so skinny. Fuck, I want to get back to that. I want to be that girl. And it's like, you know, you have to just, it is so, it is a big, it can be a big deal in her brain, but Mm -hmm. it also is so not a big deal. It really, really is so not a big deal. Like you're talking about being like a size 12, like, I mean, and I understand that it can be like triggering and it's new and you have to buy some new clothes or your mm-hmm. clothes that you have in your wardrobe don't fit the that's, same and you can the feel stuff, quite yeah. like insecure or like you were saying, you're going back to work. You don't want to feel like people are like going to be speaking behind your back or saying something mm-hmm. to you or whatever. It's a multitude of things, but it is a very like, I think sometimes, you know, people can, there can be so much going on and they can just focus on this one thing. Like my yeah. sister, um, I think my sister Sarah is moving away to Spain in the new year and um, both of my sisters live at home and they're twins and Fiona is getting, you know, she is a stress out anyway, but she's really upset about this, as we all are. I fucking will miss my sister so much. Of course. But um, Fiona's really upset about this. She dyed her hair and now all she can think about is her hair. Her I hair know, I saw her, her story. She's and like, the hair extensions looks are no extensions. I'm like, it looks the same. And it's like, <laughs> and your hair is she's beautiful. just focusing on this little thing yeah. because it's, and it's same, like we can be so, uh, we live in our body. It's quite a lonely place. Like we mm-hmm. only know our own body and we, you know, so when it's changing, we can be so like focused on it and everything like that. But like whatever is gained can be lost and vice versa. So exactly. like, I have moments like this year, um, I didn't lose. I think last year, whenever we did that, I lost a lot of weight because I was stressed. And I think like, it was the start of this year. Yeah. The start of this year, you lost quite a lot of weight. And I was like, not looking good. I was looking like uh, just legs. And <laughs> like, just like, and like my clothes are fucking hanging off. I look like yeah. a freaking long 10 year old or something. And I just was like, okay, I have to eat more. And I have to mm-hmm. focus and like, you know, try and build up how feeling good again and looking after my health. So those things like, you know, it, it took a little while. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, give yourself a break, you know, really like you have to be mindful around these things as in like, you know, not that you need to rationalize putting on weight, but like if your body has changed during this year, like just remind yourself, I have to do it all the time. Like, I mean, I was in great shape um, in the first lockdown, because as you were saying, Lindsay, like everyone was doing the workouts and blah, yeah. blah, blah. The second lockdown, it was coming into winter. <clears throat> It was my birthday. It's coming into Christmas. I was probably eating more, drinking a bit more, and I wasn't in the gym. And I didn't do any workouts. And you just fell off the wagon a little and, bit. And like I just completely forgive my not the, look. That's a, a, a strange way to put it, like forgiving, because I didn't do anything fucking wrong. You just didn't beat yourself up about it. like I accepted it. And it's yeah. like if you're like. A body is just a body and I understand the feeling. No one likes that feeling of putting on jeans that you haven't worn in a few months and they're like really tight. It can make you feel bad about yourself. And, and you shouldn't. can feel quite sluggish. Yeah. And, kind of. and yeah, if your metabolism is running and your sleep might be a bit mm-hmm. off and all these things. But what I would do is just like, as you said, Lindsay, re- remind yourself that like bodies are built to change. A, like that the reason why we can put on and lose and yeah. all this kind of stuff and this is something that you gotta get used to and I always you, <laughs> your face is gonna change as you get yeah. older like our fannies are gonna drop yeah like I'm petrified for that like the, it's a, but all these things are gonna happen and there's loads of little small things that you know as you get older as you uh your hormones change like all these things will happen and the only thing that you can control is how you respond to them and like if you just respond to those things with complete acceptance and like you know 
not being too hard on yourself and accepting the realities of life yeah. like you're not gonna I think like our generation is so if you want if you don't have a big ass buy one in Turkey if you you know all these things we are changing constantly like trying to change and maintain ourselves mm-hmm. you know we see celebrities like I watched um actually great watch Lisa Rina is that her name Lisa Rina yeah. yeah she uh, did a a Vogue get ready with oh, me did and it's she? Just, uh, we should watch it afterwards it's just so extra and like she her skin is like a 10 year old but it's also just like you are running and running and running from the realities of aging mm. and like also like she was like I have been doing this for years and it's like so much work and it's like oh, do you know what I'll fucking take the wrinkles whatever you also have like a facelift fleece in a social yeah <laughs> and you also are a millionaire with access to like the best stuff yeah. and best whatever but it is like you know I see like our parents Jenny who we've both had on the podcast and it's like you know our mums are so not vain mm. and like my mum and your mum like they would they do them they love looking glam like they spend however like a 15 minutes getting themselves ready looking presentable and feeling nice and then they just go out and live and do things that they enjoy and they have their friends you know my mum doesn't sit around taking belfies <laughs> you know my mom doesn't like contour her face or like, and she's so happy and loves herself and is such a beautiful person. And mm-hmm. so is your mom. And mm-hmm. it's like, I want to be like that. I don't want to be this like self-obsessed body person. Like when I'm like, you know, cause I'm going to get older and I have big tits. They're going to sag and look different. And like, so are our bodies and, and we our don't, metabolism will yeah. slow. And like, and there's nothing that can pre- prepare you for that. And you know, there, there will be a time in your life whether it's now after quarantine or whether it's in 25 years after you've had a few fucking kids and your tits have dropped that you're going to look at a picture of yourself mm-hmm. and be like, oh my God, I looked like that. And you could see a picture of yourself now in 20 years and be like, oh my God, look how fucking banging I looked. And if you beat yourself up when you look like that, like, you know, you you will never, I have never in my life looked back on a picture of myself and like being like, oh, you're this. Or like, even like this, like there's some old pictures of mine, like before I even had like my lips done a bit and I was setting a load, my hair was mad and I had yeah. kind of puppy fat on my face. I never look at myself in that place and go, oh, I look gross. I just laugh. I'm like, I was having so much fun. I had like all mm-hmm. these friends, like I was looking mental, you know, we all were yeah like we all look like we're dressing crazy and it's like you know so there's no point beating yourself up now over something you'd never want to look back and be like oh my god I didn't know how good I had it I didn't know how easy I got through quarantine all I did was put on like a kilo or two went to a dress size yeah don't beat yourself up and also like I remember my friend saying this um my friend uh had been speaking to her granny and I think she was kind of putting herself down a little bit and mentioning you know that she wasn't happy with her looks or her hair or whatever and her granny says be careful how you speak to yourself because when you're sat in this chair in your 80s you remember everything you Aww. said to yourself when you were younger so like like you said like you can look back at a Facebook memory from five years ago and be like oh I was so skinny then oh, I wish I looked like that but I didn't and now it's like yeah but in 10 years you'll be looking back at this time mm-hmm. just enjoy yourself like you don't want to be coming out of quarantine when we're finally like getting back into normal life and being like all insecure. Everyone has changed. And like, oh, like I don't notice anyone else's, but like just be happy, just figure it out yourself yeah. and don't make it rule your whole life. Because and when, like, when you go into the office, trust me, the last thing people are going to be looking at is your body. Everyone's going to be figuring out how to socialize again. They're oh, not yeah. going to be like, oh, Sheila looks like a bait an inch bigger on the waist. They're going to be like, is. hello, do I elbow you or do I handshake yeah, you? Yeah. Where is your mask? Like, <laughs> Like, it's grand. Yeah. Like, everyone has gone through this same year. But it, yeah. everyone It's also have, expected. Like, I, you know, 100%. I know people who've put on and lost weight. And I'm like, yeah, of course you have. Of course everyone has. Mm-hmm. Like, we were sat inside for a year. Yeah, bodies change. You just have to accept it. Yeah. Don't 
beat yourself up don't be ashamed and give yourself a bit of a break and you'll be feeling great by the new year promise yeah. just get back to your little routine as much as you can yeah grand. exactly um, another question hey gals my boyfriend and I are really close with another couple my boyfriend's friend originally but I've gotten really close to the girl we went out for drinks just the two of us the other day and she told me that if her boyfriend had ever cheated she'd like to know she lives she lives with him and has a baby with him and he seems to have settled down but I do know that at the start of their relationship he did cheat on her what should I do eek eeweeky it's that is such a like rock and a horror place kind of moment it's like I think it's it's a hard one because it is a hard. Let's one. paint the picture, okay? So you're the girlfriend. So and regardless of the amount of time I think that you've spent or that you're together, mm. I think I I don't know from even just from like an outsider perspective, I always notice that like the relate since it's the boyfriend, your boyfriend's friend, so mm-hmm. it was kind of like you are walking into the situation mm-hmm. here, and yes, you and. The girl can become like really good friends, but still the it's kind of anchor is kind of yeah that you're both of your partners yeah kind of have the foundation of yeah. the situation, and you guys are just like and, and again you can get really close to people of course, um but I would go with the thought process. I would just say don't meddle. That would be my advice. The main reason I would say don't meddle. No, interesting. You said opposite before though. That you would always tell someone if you knew they were che- they cheated or something. But well, she's saying one, that like her boyfriend said. Now, there's a total difference in, I can say... Your pal. In No, I think there's a total... Like she's saying, um, I do know. Like a lot of the time you can be in a situation where like um, your boyfriend is... You know, like you and your boyfriend tell each other everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he can be like, oh yeah, no, I know he does cheat. No, yeah, no, he does. Yeah. If you... Have, I would never go and say something to a girl and like meddle... Unless A I had proof Or B I was there Or something You know like say If I went to a party And in my f- In front of my face This boyfriend was like Snogging another girl mm. May, Would I I'd probably more so Go up to the boyfriend And be like You're gonna have to Figure that out yourself See, I don't really like The idea of meddling It's a weird one mm. For me the This Specific One is different As in like Why would you tell Someone About Like you don't know the history of this person's relationship. You're saying that, like, you know that he used to cheat on her. And they've since had a kid and moved in and settled down. You don't know that they haven't, like, addressed that. She had maybe found out and they haven't, like, healed from that and, like, moved past it. So, like, all you're really going to be doing in that situation is kind of outing that people are gossiping about their relationship in the past. Like, if they have... It's a completely different situation if you know that they have a kid and he's going out every weekend... Riding someone mm-hmm. That's completely different I think than like I know for a fact That your boyfriend cheated on you Three years ago Like Is it Like you always have to Like what's What's the good Gonna happen there Like what What Are you Like you, what You want her to Break up her family Like Or you're just gonna Unearth something That they've already addressed And then it's like Obviously that everyone's Still talking about it She's gonna feel like shit Cause people are I still Talking about it I don't think they addressed it. it Cause she said that Like she Would like to know If they If um Mm. He ever cheated She said in the message I just shortened it down She yeah. said like at the start Of their relationship okay. He was going to festivals Without her and things like that okay, So okay. I'm sure maybe she I'd say she has A niggling suspicion mm. That that happened And sometimes I think that fucking People actually don't want to know They think they want to know Because they have a kind of They're like mm. You know sometimes It's kind of like Probably right in her face Like he went Maybe he went down to a festival Didn't talk to her Didn't see her for a week afterwards And there was like weird Fucking Instagram stories going up Which made it kind of obvious But she didn't have the proof or something 
I think as well. But then is she not asking? It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. I but think like, like, so like say for example, like, because I remember we had this conversation before on the pod and you said, I think I said that I wouldn't tell just, it was like, would you ever tell a girl? And you said that once you did tell someone, right, that you found out that their boyfriend was cheating on them or something like that. And yeah, that it, that you said, I remember you were like, oh, it like, Get, you know, if I have this information, why would I not tell them? I that guess? was a different situation because a it wasn't in my friend group. Mm-hmm. It was a girl I had gone to school with, okay, and a girl who um I was friends with, mm-hmm. and it was like this information totally fell on my lap. Uh, it was okay. like I was yeah, hanging yeah, out yeah. with my friend, um, who was single, mm. and she was like, "Oh my goodness, look at this guy, uh, who I'm hooking up with, uh, he." always sends me these mad Snapchats and it was like him naked and like swinging his dick around in the mirror and I was like I know that guy and he goes out and lives with a girl I went to school with and they have a kid so you had like evidence evidence and I was like and I wasn't close to this girl I went to school school with but a friend of mine was so I didn't even know if they were together or not at the time I was like maybe they split up I don't know so I said it to my friend and I was like look and she was like yes and he's basically like pretty you know, abusive to her, as in like he's com- he's really controlling. Mm. He doesn't treat her well at all, mm. and like they have all been pretty concerned about this relationship not being a healthy relationship. And this is something now finally proof. She had these like yeah. it was a get out it was of jail an obvious thing, thing that he was going out every fucking weekend, not seeing her for four days, yeah. and like you know that kind of thing. So I was kind of like, okay. Now again, I was a total outsider in this situation, but um. But I, I thought in that regard And a lot of the You times, were armed with like Better information there Rather than just Like you can't be armed With rumours That's like because What's going to happen is You always have to play out The possibility in your head right If you go to the girl I have I know your boyfriend Cheated on you in the past And then mm-hmm. she's going to go Okay where did you find that out And you always go I can't tell you Who did you cheat on me with I don't know When was it Couple of years ago You're and like if, <sighs> And you can't Like as a You know if you are in a relationship And you guys are a team you can't be talking at your fella, you know, like if your fella has told you something about his friend, you know, you kind of have to maintain sometimes their code of conduct of like friendship because like if your fella is telling you something and then you decide to be the pigeon who's going to be like, okay, well, basically Owen told me that Mm -hmm. in 2011 when you guys first were hooking up, they went away to Spain and he did. It's like, you're just that annoying girl. It's and it's like then well, it's you're just, it's opening up this whole mess that it's like where's the proof? First? With that one where I had um, the video Evans and I had the girl coming to me mm. and not knowing and also he was fucking two girls around because he okay. was saying that he was single. Yeah, 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 yeah. I you think know? like the thing is it depends on how much like ammo you have, as in like how much proof you have, um, and like. With with the boyfriend thing Like I would Personally what I would do In this situation Is I would tell my boyfriend Like I don't want to hear About this anymore mm-hmm. If it's going to be information That like I'm expected to hold I don't want to be holding Secrets from someone Especially someone That I'm trying to be friends with So like If this is happening Maybe talk to your friend I would probably encourage My boyfriend to like Have a word with his fucking yeah. mate And be like Look she has come to my girlfriend being like, tell me if he's cheating. And I know you're cheating. Yeah. So like maybe wrap that up or fucking break up with your girlfriend or whatever the fuck you want to yeah, do. Sort it out. Sort it out between the two of you. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. When's like, the rumors start to bubble? Are, yeah. And if it's like that you guys, because the, like if you are in a couple and you're hanging out with another couple who are maybe facing some problems and are kind of so, in some ways bringing you into them, it can affect your own relationship. So it's like, no, you aren't there to clear up someone else's relationship. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously this girl has an inkling 
because I she has, you know, no, you would never saying, I'd never be like Lindsay yeah I'd be <laughs> like, like it goes without okay. a doubt if you found out like that I was being cheated on you'd be like Jenny blah 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 but like but she, she also she, she obviously root. knows that some shit went down now you know she can kind of in some ways is for her to figure out and you know I'm not saying that you bare face lie to her face but like I would yeah if it is you're saying that it, your boyfriend is they are the foundation they're the friendship that kind of started this you know you guys hanging out as a couple together so yeah no I mean, it's it's a balancing it's a game one. it's a balancing game like I mean I think you want to see if your fella's being a good friend I would and first to good bring it to your boyfriend just letting your friends get away with treating people like shit yeah I would first bring it to your boyfriend and be like look She's come to me ask for this. You need to fucking talk to your fa- your friend because if it comes to the point the day that I see him getting with a girl and she's not out, like if I see it in front of my face, maybe you can't keep that back. You know that way, and then it's like you're jeopardizing your friendship as well. You're probably only going to be getting closer. I think to this there is girl. a difference between like totally like seeing you're all at a session. He's like blatantly cheating and or bragging about it in front of you or something. Yeah, you know that something way something that you have like that it was given to you in a sense however if it's rumors if it's rumors at the start of their relationship maybe you weren't with your fella at that time yeah then it's none and of your it's business. also just like you know yeah leave it it's just not you you have to choose your battles right and especially mm-hmm. when you're in like and we can't friend fight groups. everyone's battles no and when we're in friend groups and just don't become like a lot of girls can get like tied down this whole thing of like they're meeting their their fellas friends and all the girlfriends and then they end up having this kind of like wives club of like gossiping and like she's going through a very hard it's like fucking chill out this isn't desperate housewives like mm-hmm. you're young relax you're everyone's relationship problems like aren't your problems and there are a lot of relationship problems that a you're not going to be able to fix and b they just have to figure out between themselves now if you if you do get to a point where you as you said you've got fucking you know a flaming like proof in your hand and you want to go to that girl albeit but like yeah don't be a busybody it's and a there bad are ways look. to kind of handle like you know i have had girls come to me and be like oh i don't know if like i feel like he's not treating me right i feel or if she's saying like oh i've the, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth that I know that he went to these festivals and was like, mm, you know, my girls for four days. And it's like, you can, I think how you can help the girl in that situation is by saying like, yeah, I, like being honest, if you wouldn't be okay with that, be like, yeah, no, that I wouldn't really like, you know, that wouldn't, that would make me insecure too. So like, you don't have to be like, well, okay, fine. I heard this. Mm. You can be like, yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from. And mm. then that would also aid her in like, okay, I'm not being crazy thinking mm. that, that was odd, you know? Yeah. Next question. Uh, one sec. Sorry, my phone's gone. Okay. How do I deal with being in a relationship with my boyfriend when I hate his girl best friend? And I think this goes, like, if you if we bring it beyond girl best this friend. This is, like, the opposite of the last question. I know. Asked. But, like, not even, like, girl best friend, but, like, you know, dealing with your boyfriend's friends. It is a funny thing that, like, when you get in a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. you're choosing to go out with that guy, right? Because you like him, you like his personality, all the rest. Then all of a sudden, you've got like their 15 mates and there's always going to be one friend, girl, guy, whatever it is that you're like, uh-huh. They're coming. And it's weird because you're not, like, it's like we would never be friends. You know, if we met, me and this guy or this girl would never be friends, but and we're going to be around yeah. each other and a lot. And then it turns out we're hanging out every weekend. Oh my God. We are best buds yeah. according to how much but we the, hang out. The girl best friend thing, I think a lot of it can come from, you know, girls have this like natural competitiveness between each other. And like a lot of girls can get really freaked out when they're, 
boyfriend has like female friends. It's correct. Yeah, I also think it's very, it's quite a new thing in Irish society. I don't think it was, I think it's only kind of really implementing itself in Irish society that men and women can be friends, platonic friendships, really close, best friends, still friends when they get into a relationship. I didn't have that growing up. My parents didn't have that. So it's still, you know, it's something that I only in the past few years, you know, when since kind of being single for like a large period of time and not wanting to, um, you know, have a boyfriend, but wanting like male, you know, I really get on with men. So I really like hanging out with them. I kind of actively push myself to make like male friends and platonic friends and like nourish them and like you know because that was something I think we said that in um, a podcast years ago when we were like goals for 2019 and I was like I want to make like yeah you wanted more male friends yeah I want to nourish my male friends like I had them but I was like it was different to my female friends but this year I've really like uh, worked on my male friendships and have like really close good friendships with men which Mm. was new to me Mm. Um, but I really really value them and I think it is something new in our society. Would you agree? Like, I don't... No, I, I, will, I don't know if it's new. I think that, like, in general, like, with, you know, if you look back at uh, historically, like, women and men would have been more segregated because women would have been in the home, men would have been in the workplace. Obviously, with men and women now being in the workplace a lot, like, you have to also remember, like, in the even in the 80s, I remember my mom saying, like, it was so normal that when you got married, you stopped working. So, like, you know, my mom got married when she was, like, 24. So, most a lot of people would stop mm-hmm. working then. And then, obviously, you're going to, like, be around less men platonically. So, maybe our parents' generation didn't have it a lot, but I definitely grew up. I think the thing is that we all have to remember is that it people's relations to the opposite sex um especially in Ireland is really to do with like their background like what kind of school they went to what kind of parents they had and all that all that kind of stuff because I well I mean yeah it's definitely rooted in like you didn't have um the religious background and Mm. definitely so there wasn't that like sex thing the risk of sex and I I was not allowed to be friends with guys yeah in the church where most of my like um socializing would happen when I was a teen and stuff was segregated like there was the girl group Mm -hmm. and the guy group we didn't even when I went away to Germany for like Christian camp um we would have an hour at night of like free time and that's when you could hang around with men yeah 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 the only time and that's what you have to the whole time so I never had the chance so it's so like it's it's just it's normalized for different people in different ways like you know you and I Lindsay both went to mixed schools which is really rare in Ireland most people go to like male schools like segregated sex gender whatever the fuck you want to call it school so you know the all of those things inform how you act around the opposite sex and also it depends on what kind of industry you industry you work in like I've worked in both like one place I worked when I worked in beauty it was like all women Mm -hmm. and like the odd few gay men and then when I moved into advertising I remember being like oh my god this was it was so weird to me that there was like 45 year old men in my office I was like this is mad these are like men like some of them were like close to my dad's age it's amazing to be like to put yourself in that position and be like okay I can actually 100% and conversate with an older man and try and get on the same level as someone regardless of this because that was something I really had to actively push against because Mm -hmm. you know hanging out with the opposite sex was so sexualized in my upbringing like I wasn't allowed like because my parents Again, they've changed hugely over the years because I kind of tested the ASs. But like, you know, it was like, well, if you're friends with men, you're giving them the wrong idea and this kind of stuff. And if you're dressing like that around men, you're giving them the wrong idea. So it always felt like, oh God, I'm a hop, skip and a drum for being like, 
giving men the wrong idea from being getting on with them and I was always quite careful of myself so I do think you know if like with this question how do I deal with being in a relationship with my boyfriend when I hate his girl best friend um why did you tell us that it's a girl there is times when yeah. you can hate your fella's male best friend mm. but I think is it more of a stinger because like you feel that you should be getting on because you're the most same sex yeah. and that you, kind of stuff? You need to figure out the root of this. Like, is it rooted in like this kind of, there's always an untrustworthiness I've seen a lot of people about like the men's girl best friend where they're like, you're not just friends or you, you maybe you heard that they, I don't know, shagged five years ago and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Like, so first of all, you need to like f- ask yourself like, you know, you ha- you haven't really told us any, like, because you haven't told us any instances that have, like, kind of made this uh, best friend deserved of your hatred, you know, as in, like, was she bullying you? Is she mean to you? Does she not, like, does she speak down to you? Like, you haven't given us any tangible uh, reasons. It makes me think that possibly it's just this kind of, like, uncomfortableness of your boyfriend being close to platonically another woman and I, it's really common but you have to dismantle it in your own head I think I think you have to like I mean for example like people always 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 say to me they're like how do you deal with Evan's best friend being Roz Purcell and I'm like I like obviously Roz is like you know I mean she was like named the most beautiful woman in Ireland but like I just you know y- you have to trust your boyfriend in the sense that like if they're like this is my friend Jessica try and not let your mind immediately go to like mm, she's my competition or like mm-hmm. what I did she's in, trying to steal my boyfriend what I did in my past um this is how I've always kind of handled it and again I have been quite um disciplined in say with my last relationship it was like so unfair. Yeah. I was always so cool. He had loads of girlfriends. He had friends that he used to like sleep with that they became friends. He had friends that he had had long-term relationships with and remained friends. Like I went over and stayed in their home. Like I had ex-girlfriends of his stay in Argaff. And like I just was disciplined in the like, if you're telling me it's a friend, I prefer to just go mm. in with trust and mm. be like, yeah, fine. What's the point in the opposite, you know? Which was all good until he didn't, react the same yeah I had friends that were male or wasn't reciprocated yeah or if like again like you can be friends with someone and like the guy might fancy you and you may not fancy them but still you can just be friends and that can be like a known thing in your friendship like you know you can't control other people's feelings and shit like that but um I would say what I've done and what I've learned from like you know past experience it is if he it's how you kind of react to it mm-hmm. and I also uh, do that as well because my last boyfriend was so kind of controlling over my male friendships and stuff I would be I just wouldn't kind of tell him and I would kind of then like not really be nourishing my male friendships as much because he would make such a big fucking deal about mm-hmm. it and like you know sexualize the whole thing which then made me feel uncomfortable hanging out with my boyfriend and my friend because it was like you I I can't I, I'm trying to act a certain way that's making my boyfriend not think that I'm close to this guy you know because he sexualized it which again I was used to from my upbringing but um I think that you just don't ask a lot of questions I find sometimes um from you know friends of mine if they have they're in a new relationship and their boyfriend has a girlfriend they can be like so he has this friend 
And like they have, and it's like they have slept together, but it was only once. It was four years ago at a festival. Now she's with a guy, but he doesn't. It's like, why do you know this much information? You were clearly digging, digging, digging for like the reasoning and the background of your boyfriend's friendship with this girl. I like to like. I think it's a good space to like allow if your partner is like, oh, this is my friend, and you're hanging out with her. Just exist in the reality of that and stop trying to like backtrack the history of this friendship and like catching out little things like, oh, like, I mean, let people stop being so stoic in, you know, our kind of how we interact with different people. Like not everything is savoured for just like the relationship that you're in and that like, um, I mean, I was at a party the other week with my fella and like friends of his and they're like a lot of them are tactile, there's girls, like it's all, it's very much an open space and I'm just like you know be wild and free in the party I'm not going to be you know and I'm so thankful that like the two of us are kind of cool with stuff like that because I have been in situations where you know little ways that I was like interacting with male friends of mine were like totally sexualized by my ex if I like kind of slap my friend on the shoulder while laughing my ex would be like yeah and it was just like oh and I I was so it really kind of it was controlling yeah and it's like with any friendship, male or female, if your boyfriend has a friend that you don't like, that's fine. You just don't be friends with them. Like, yeah, I think like the thing is what you have to really realize is that like you're entering someone's life and they have had a whole ass life before you. They've loads of friends, they've had loads of girlfriends, they've had loads of sex, okay? That's just a given. They're not a fucking virgin and they're not fresh out of the womb, okay? Mm-hmm. They've they've had experiences and those experiences have led that person to be the person that you want to be going out with. Now, I do think that sometimes men, just to go, not against something you said there, I don't think it's always that girls are digging for the information. I've been in the situation where boyfriends have told me this information because they trust you as a girlfriend. They're like, oh yeah, Jessica, like, look, we did use the ride. And sometimes that information can land in your lap and you're like, why the fuck? Now I'm like visualizing you inside of her. When before I was, like when before I was cool with you being friends, now I'm like, oh, that's a whole other layer. And that can happen. But all of these things in every relationship, you have to learn how to like control your mind from going to these extreme places. Because guess what? He knew Jessica before uh, you got with him and if you break up he's probably still going to be friends with Jessica so what the fuck is the point in being that girlfriend who's like I don't like your friend I don't think she should be around us I don't. do you know what that's going to ha- end up happening you're the head melt of a girlfriend that's getting fucking dumped and that's the, just the fact of it if I had a boyfriend and I'd, I have a few um, male friends if I had some boyfriend who was like at me at me like I can't believe you're with him I can't believe you're with him oh my god like I don't want you hanging around him I'd be like I've known this guy five years. I've known you a wet weekend. See Mm. you later. Like, you can't control people's uh, friendships and expect that people, like, that your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your partner, whatever it is, is going to chop and change their friend group to suit you. Like, there is this kind of give and take in relationships where, like, yeah, not every single one of your boyfriend's friends are going to be your fucking bestie. But guess what? How much do you have to see them? They're his friends. Maybe once a month. Suck it up, bitch. And if the girl is being rude or bullying or anything, if there's something that you want to call her out on, totally like say it to her and be like, hey, look, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I felt like maybe, you know, there can be a thing where like your boyfriend's girlfriend can be a bit like, hiya, oh, you wouldn't know anything about what he, you know, there oh, can be totally. this competitive no, there can thing. There be like situations where it's like, oh, she, does, she doesn't like me around She's trying or to whatever. flex, let her. Yeah, but also, um, yeah, I think that's a 
situation that you kind of have to figure out yourself because mm. you don't want to be that like kind of weak girl who's like to your boyfriend like can you tell her to stop like no. if, if someone is treating you badly you fucking sort figure it. out your own, your, your own battles and as well fellas oh they hate that I mean, shit. they don't understand like because sometimes i have it in the situation where a girl is just like she is being a sly bitch to me and i know she is but the men are so unaware i'm like do you not think that was a bit rude they're like what Oh no, she's so sound. It's like, <laughs> to you she is. To me, she's like always turning her back to me or never asking me a question or whatever. There's or a like, weird animalistic thing within us that unfortunately yeah. makes that happen at times. And call it internalized misogyny or the pay, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. It is just that thing where like men are like, oh no, she was lovely to you. And you're like, <laughs> she was really passive aggressive. No, and no, asked me, do I, I want a makeup wipe for the amount of makeup I'm wearing? Yeah, it's like, no, no. Look, God, I have said it to men before. Yeah. I'm like, if there's one thing I know, it's how to spot a bitch. You do not know. Or bitchy, like, yeah. It's like, no, no. Flexing. Bi- I know one thing, a bitch. Mm. And they're like, no, no, no. It's like, no, no. She's just a good bitch, but she is a bitch. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect it. And I fucking <laughs> respect that bitch. But like, I do think I hate that though. Oh, it is when annoying. When men tell you shit though. Ugh. Like, it's like, do you know what happens? Sometimes when men are... A, if they're used to having female friends yeah. who they kind of speak to like in a laddie way or if they have a lot of lad friends and then they're hanging out with you and you guys are getting on so well and then they're like, saying this stuff. And you're like, <laughs> why did you tell me that, you evil bastard? Like, oh no, no, she's fucking gorgeous. She, she's fucking gorgeous. She, she's fu-. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, John, John o told me she's lethal in bed. You're oh, like, I have. <laughs> But you have to just also be like, this is life. Yes. My boyfriend's going to hear sometimes that someone's lethal in bed or he's also going to be like, she's a ride because she is. It's like, yeah, like what he, are you going to do? Be like, no. Just at least he's telling you. Yeah. You know, at least it's out there. But I do think... Um, there's just there's going to be situations with like fellas friends, girlfriends or boyfriends that you're just going to have to figure out where you lie within that kind of like social hierarchy. And it is like a dominance... Yeah, a dynamic thing It'll with figure the females it, in the group. Totally. Like, and I do think if a girl is being a bitch and you know she is, then just arm yourself and be the better bitch. Yeah. You know, it's just a bitch off. Like, then. you don't have to be like, like you, you don't know, have to, and that's a, cla- there's a subtle way to do oh, that. Oh, be smart about it. Don't d- be like, you fucking. No, no, no. Because then they're like, there's little uh, things. John O, your girlfriend's mental. Yeah, you'd never want to be the psycho. You no, know? Don't be the psycho and don't be the med- Don't be the one. Like, do or don't to, be the wimp I, who's like crying. Yeah. In the always think of it. I always think of it from like, the outside perspective like okay there's always this little voice in our head as women who's like say it to him say it to him that his friend is being mean to me i feel so sad what is the outcome there he's not going to be like oh my poor baby i will i will dump her and he's going to be like like, ah would you ever shut up like you just have to be like there are like you look so like i know little me that's like growing up bitch like well i don't want to look like welcome to the adult party okay you're going to be around bitches and you have to figure out how to fucking set yourself like let yourself like know that you're dominance too like just because she's known these lads for 10 years doesn't mean that you can't also be like on her level or just if she ends up that she's going to be a nut that you just cannot crack ignore her just like hey how's it going and let her waltz around the party being this like bitch with a pole up her hole you know let her be that like you be then super sound and all like nice to everyone kill them with kindness is like the best thing to do and fun like you know if you're hanging out with people you want to be fun if one per, if one girl and men do notice that eventually like you know if one girl's kind of causing drama and being oh, a yeah. bit rude like I mean it's not fun to be around and just like it's not needed so like yeah. I will always my like fine tuning of bitching is like being really nice and being really fun and if you want to like be moaning in the corner that's on you yeah you know but I'm never going to get upset about some fucking dumb bitch sorry 
I'm never going to get so upset about some dumb bitch and just don't bring like if you're in a new relationship like don't be bringing in stuff like I don't like your friends into it it's just like no one wants to be going out with that person. It is controlling regardless of the reality if this girl is being whatever. And I mean, totally, you just have to focus on the relationship that you have with your boyfriend. And if he, and if it is in a, if it is kind of like bullying or something mm. a bit more extreme or like, you know, actually impacting like your, your relationship or your yeah, self-esteem. Or that you don't want to hang out with her and it's like really uncomfortable for you. Definitely kind of like figure out how to express that to your boyfriend. Um, But, but yeah. I mean, these things happen. Like, it's just like, I do think, just extract the idea of her being a female. Because, like, I've been around, like, you know, some of my boyfriends, like, not the one now, but, like, in the past, like, I've been around with, like, real British kind of fucking lads. Who are like, yeah. come on, come on. I'm yeah. like, I, I would not be friends with him, but what are you going to do? There's just... That's, I'll just accept them for the night life. and be like la la la. Yeah. I'll pretend to be like, I fucking thought And for at the, the night. end, I do truly believe you'll always find something that you can talk about with. Like yeah. you'll always get there. Like I can meet some like boyfriends, friends. And I'm like, we're never going to have anything in common. All of a sudden we're randomly talking about the Sopranos. Who knows? Half like, a year later, you're like, I hated you when yeah. you first met. Look at us now. Yeah. So like, you you'll, never know. you'll get there. But always try with people. Like, because, try. you know, she may have experience with her best friend going off anytime he gets a girlfriend. So mm. maybe a bit standoffish. It's like, just try and be cool. And like first impressions, you know, it may grow into something a bit better. Yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. But don't bring it in too much and don't, don't overthink it. Don't worry. So, girls, that is it. The final podcast. This is the final It Gals of 2020, oh my girlies. Good God. Thank what you to everyone who listened over the year, uh, to all like the new listeners. I know we got loads of new listeners over quarantine. Thanks for sticking by us. Thank you so much for keeping us entertained in quarantine and just being yes. there as like a group of pals. I know. Like, loads of girls we were saying, like, to. you got me too. You guys got us through lockdown. And I'm like, oh, honey, you guys got us through lockdown too. You yes. know, like, it was one Special 100%. thanks to our ex gals as well. Yes. You guys have supported us so much and make, made it possible for us to be able to continue making content. Like, yeah. ex gals are the backbone of this whole thing. We couldn't be doing it as we are without ex gals. Yeah. And we will never. We stand, you guys. We will never. I can't say it enough. Like, I appreciate you guys so much. And, it just drives us to want to make the most bomb content for 2021. Yes. Hopefully be back in, on stage, you know, doing little mini events with ex-gals, doing loads of new shit, fresh content, Thingy spicing twice. it up a little bit, gals, but thank you. And um, Merry Litmus. Happy New Year, bitches. 2021, come at me, brap. <laughs> Bye, Fuck gals. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.